Chase. I'm Rex. And I'm Vivian, and welcome to Season 5 of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. These podcast episodes will explore an ongoing or recently resolved international protest. In this episode of the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, we will be talking about the protests surrounding the journalist Alexander Lashkarov's death in Tbilisi, Georgia. These protests erupted on July 11, 2021, and lasted only 24 hours. Chase will provide a summary and background to dive deeper into this seemingly short protest. On July 5, 2021, Lashkarova was assaulted during an anti-LGBTQ protest. He and roughly other 50 members of the media were attacked. He, however, sustained the worst injuries. After being discharged from the hospital, he was found dead in his house on July 11, 2021. That sparked multiple protests, a few being larger-scale speeches and group protests, but most being singular acts from groups of people. For example, a few people poured red paint on the state chancellery in Tbilisi to represent what they thought was the country enabling the attacks. We interviewed Russ Malzny, the head of security at Mount Vernon. We thought he would be a good person to talk to because he has experience with protecting people in dangerous situations. Here's that interview. Have you or someone you know ever physically been in a dangerous situation? How did you feel and what did you do? So you want me to relate it to protests or just in general? Just in general. Yeah, a ton, tons of times. I mean, I do private security for a living, so I guess bad things tend to happen. So how did I feel? I typically don't get bothered much by dangerous situations. I've had knives pulled on me. I've had been held at gunpoint to the head. Uh, dealing with mentally unstable people, I would say is probably the one that I have the most problems with mm-hmm. because you never really know what you're going to get. But um, typically when I'm in it, I don't really, I'm not really that worried about it, which I guess is probably conducive to what I do for a job, right? But um, sometimes afterwards you're like, oh man, that could have been a lot worse than it was. But typically in the moment, it doesn't typically seem to affect me too much. It's more so like an after the fact, like, oh, that could have went sideways. I probably should have thought about the way I did this or the way I did that. You always do after action reviews where you're kind of thinking about what you did and what you could have done better, and then you always see gaps and flaws and kind of where you performed. Okay. Perfect. Um, Did I answer the whole thing for you? Was there more to it? All right, cool. That was perfect. Have you ever participated in or been near a protest? What was the experience like? Yes. So I've been in three. One was in Atlanta. One was in Ecuador. And one was in Turkey, the country. Um, so the Atlanta one, I've been, uh, was I'm doing private security for schools for 16 years. So I was with the Lovett school before this school mm-hmm. and, uh, our students were doing a protest where we, they were marching on, on the, um, the governor's mansion. So I embedded with the group in order to keep them safe. So there was a group of, <clears throat> I think it was 40 kids at the time who were going down. So I basically embedded with them to keep them safe. It was fine. It wasn't. It was peaceful. Like there was really no issues. There was a few things that happened with a few people being stupid, but like yeah. all in all, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Like nothing happened. That was pretty good. Um, the in Ecuador, I was doing a security threat assessment on a property that we own there. It's a cloud forest. I don't know if you know what that is, but there's rainforests, and then like the lowest percentage of a forest in the in the world is a cloud forest, and so basically it's at an elevation where it's kind of always in the clouds. Yeah. Right, and the precipitation levels are incredibly high. Um, so there was a civil unrest due to a mining 
industry that was planning on purchasing land in this area and then going to mine it. So they're taking these beautiful lands and then they're going to kind of decimate them ultimately as a byproduct of what they were doing. So I had to go down and see the viability of keeping this. It was a research center. So I even went with the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. So that was kind of the group oh, yeah. that I flew in with. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, this one was fine. It was like they were protesting. It, it was, I wouldn't say it was as civil, right? But it wasn't at a point where you're like really get nervous. And for me, I think protest and, and large groups are probably the most scary thing because there's nothing that you can do. So yeah. if 500 people start running at you, there's no way you're going to stop them. No. You're not going to outrun them. No. You're not going to outpower them. So, I mean, it's a really, really bad situation to be in. This one wasn't too bad. It was all right. Um, and things never got escalated to a level where people were losing life, which was good. Uh, Turkey was much worse. It was probably the worst one that I'd been in. Uh, and I actually, I think I did that one before Ecuador did. Um, but it was pretty bad, and I wasn't there for for a job at the time. I was literally just there touring Turkey. And a child got killed by the government, the police. I'm not really sure. I couldn't really put it together. But I was staying with a diplomat's wife, and she was telling me that, you know, it's very dangerous here. Like, we may need to get you out. I was in the protests the day before because that's where the bus. So it took me, like, three planes, two trains, and five buses wow. to get to my location coming in and then i come into this kind of like just crazy people were going nuts throwing things it was wild right um and it was kind of where the uh the president's like houses whatever so it was surrounded by military um it got like pretty bad and at night there would be there was deaths every night the the military i don't know if it was the military or the police to be honest with you i'm not really sure but they would come in at night and they'd tear gas the place like crazy I mean, it was, it got really rough. So what happened is they had to call in a special driver for me to get me out and to, to like, for me to escape the city at night, because it was only because I had a flight. That was it. It wasn't like they were coming for me or anything like that. It was just by pure circumstance, but they had to have like a local on the ground who knew how to get me out so that I didn't go through the protest and they're radioing with people to try and weave around. Cause if you go into, if you drive into it, like you're done, like not that anything's going to happen to you per se, but you're not getting out of it. Your car is going to be surrounded. You know what I mean? And they're not necessarily going to do anything to you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's not ideal if you're trying to catch a flight, right? But that one, there there was lives lost, many, many lives lost. I don't know, like, the number. But, like, if you were there in the evening, like, when it got dark is when things really got bad. That's kind of how that played out. And, yes, they are very scary, and I prefer to not be in them. There was, you know, there was a protest uh, last night. Really? Yeah, in Sandy Springs. A hundred people showed up. I don't, I don't recall, but I, you know, I have, I work closely with the police department here, so okay. they gave me a heads up on it. So I mean, it never got out of control, but there was a hundred people right down the street on Roswell Road in Mount Vernon. Wow. Yep. Last night, you can look it up. Okay. <laughs> um, what are the physical and mental dif- difficulties of protecting people? Uh physical difficulties of protecting people. I mean, I guess you got to always stay in shape, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that's pretty important. You can't be injured. I don't know if you guys remember me a couple of years ago. I was walking around with a cane. I don't know if you recall that, mm-hmm. but I had a skiing accident, so I had like emergency surgery. So oh. I had to come to work with a cane. I can, I wasn't much good then. Let's put it that way. No. So when you if you get an injury, yeah. if you get an injury, I would say it's probably uh, detrimental to your job, right? Yes. Uh, mentally, like it doesn't really affect me that much. I mean, it's something that you always think about, 
right? But uh, like you're always thinking about like what you can do to better protect people. But I wouldn't say like it. It's, I mean, it's fine. Like I sleep well at night. I'm used to it, I guess. <laughs> do you want to ask one? Um, what's the hardest part of protecting people who could potentially be in danger? Uh, the hardest part. So everybody could potentially be in danger. That's the hardest part. Like no one's immune to danger. Yeah. No one's immune to threats, right? So I guess knowing that, so say that it's a physical threat from like another human being, right? That's something that they only got to be right once. I got to be right every single time, right? So if you think about it, like a bad guy comes in and starts shooting up the mall. Let's say that, right? And I'm there to protect the mall. If they hit one person, then it's, I failed, right? I got to make sure that no one ever makes it in. All they got to do is be right once. I got to be right every time. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. When I say that? Yes. That's, that's the real problem. And then there's just so many things that could go wrong every single day. And trying to figure out how to protect people from... And I mean, there's, all, there's a lot of you guys here, right? Like what, like 1,290 students or something like that. Probably 200-ish employees. Uh, we have parents on campus all the time. Anything can go wrong. I mean, there could be a tornado. Like yeah. anything could happen and there's all these things that you haven't thought of. And I think about things every day. That's what I do all day, every day. I think about different ways to mitigate risk to keep you guys safer. And it's not something that no matter how much I think about it, and I've been doing it for a long time, there's still going to be something that I haven't thought about. And I think that's probably the most concerning thing is the thing that happens that I haven't thought about and that I haven't planned for. Was that, does that answer yes. what you're? Yeah. That's great. Um, that's all the questions we have for you today. Um, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for interviewing me. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, that, I think that's it. That was yep. great. Great. That's all we have. So is, is everybody going to be sick from you, Sir Coughs a lot? I got sick this week. I don't know what's going on. Thank you so much, Russ Malzny. That was such an amazing interview. We gathered so much valuable information that answered our questions. Malzny informed us that he feels normal and is used to being in dangerous situations. Although, people who have mental issues can be tough to deal with since you don't know what they're going to do next. Mr. Malzny had experience with being in protests and having to deal with death during a protest. He had experience in a school protest where he went with kids from Lovett. He also went to Ecuador and Turkey where protests were being held. He described protests in larger groups being the scariest and even having trouble finding his way around. And when it becomes nighttime, the protests get way worse. Russ Molsny's experiences with protests and people getting hurt during those protests connect to our main topic about the journalist's death in Tbilisi. In the same ways that journalists in Tbilisi and around the world get uncomfortable or nervous when doing their jobs in dangerous places, we can connect it to how Mr. Molsny feels even when he has a more important job to do. Adding on, Mosley mentioned during the protests in Turkey, a child passed away and people went crazy and started throwing things. This is similar to the situation in Tbilisi when Alexander Lashkarava died. As we connect our expert to our main topic of discussion, you may wonder how people in Georgia and everywhere support these protests. Chase will now inform you about this. Just before we end this episode, we want to talk about how people are supporting this cause and what they did about it. Firstly. Over 8,000 people gathered outside Parliament and other places around the country to rally against what they believe to be the Prime Minister enabling the violence towards journalists and other members of the media. Not only this, 
But many people also poured red paint on the state chancellery to show that they also shared the same opinion. Thanks again to Russ Malzny for giving us that insight into his job and his perspective. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, there's many more to listen to. That was Georgian journalists killed in anti-LGBTQ plus rally from the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.